everyone, welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort, and I'm here with Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat. Brianna, out of respect for you, I won't ask you how your day went. Um, <laughs> how are your dogs? My dogs are awesome. I got, I got in for a train from New York yesterday, and my husband actually brought Rocket, our puppy Rocket, oh, to meet gosh. me at the station. So it's so awesome to get off a train and then have a puppy waiting to A tiny, the wiggling so, puppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. But Christina, I, I, I should have thought to have contacted you yesterday when I was in New York. You and I could have played yes. DDR on Why camera did you not? at Times Square. Why were you that playing DDR so in awesome. Times Square? Well, is that a, was, an East Coast thing? Right. No, no, no. I was I was there for a television interview, but um, you know, and afterwards I had like three hours to kill. So rather than you know take part of some of the culture in New York or whatever, <laughs> like, you played you DDR. Know, I went to the arcade to play DDR. Oh, so okay. Absolutely fantastic. So I'm like, okay. So yeah, So yeah, what place yeah. in Times Square actually still has DDR? Because I did not know that that this was still a thing and that I could still do this. <laughs> so it's it's Dave and Buster's. It's near Times <gasps> oh, Square. Oh yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave yeah, and yeah. Buster's. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course, of course. No, because, it's yeah. great. Yeah. No, I have to say, guys, like, is one thing, like, hey, Christine, you know this because you're on TV a lot. Like, having your hair and makeup done professionally is, like, such a good feeling, it's right? It's the greatest thing in the entire it's world. It's awesome. I'm not going to lie. It's 90% of the reason that I love going on TV. Right. Is that I get my hair and my makeup done. Right. And I feel like <laughs> such a rock star. It's why there's so many Instagrams of me looking like the Kardashians. Because right? lately, I actually have to give props to, to the Fox business um, makeup people. Oh, yeah. Because for a while, they were, like, making me kind of look like the typical Fox News people, like, big hair. <laughs> but lately, they've been totally giving me, like, great curls, like, and I've been totally, like, looking like a Kardashian, which oh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've been, it's, I've been rocking it lately, so I've been like, good job, ladies. Good job. Right. But no, that's honestly, getting your hair and your makeup done, it's an unbelievable <laughs> feeling. Like, to the point that I understand why people go to Dry Bar mm-hmm. and pay, you know, $40 to get a blowout. Sure. If I could... I would pay 80 bucks if I could also get like makeup added in too. Oh, and God. I, yeah. and, and, and I don't even want to like admit this, but I would probably do that like multiple times a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, oh, are you kidding me? I would completely me? and totally spend hundreds of dollars a month getting my <laughs> totally. hair and makeup done professionally if I could you know, go and get it done at Dry Bar oh, at I the same time. Agree. I would, because then I wouldn't have to do it myself. It always looks <laughs> so much better when someone else does it. Yeah. I'm too lazy to do it myself. My entire career goal, actually, not many people know this, but my my entire career is focused on just being able to get my hair done for TV. You know, that's it. That's <laughs> is all. Is that your mission? Yeah, is that you your know. Mission? So create engaging content, write interesting things, change the world. That's all. You know, s- under getting yeah, my hair right. done professionally right. for TV. Yeah. So the woman, I, I'm sorry, the guy that did my um my hair yesterday, he uh he did uh he did Cheryl Sandberg's for like a really nice. long time for all of her stuff, and like he's showing me like these tricks, and it's amazing because like they will just get like a smear of black and rub it over your cheekbones and yep. do like some magic with it. I don't understand. It could <laughs> I've be a learned. Wand. I mean, I've yeah. always been good at makeup, and right. it's, it's 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 one of my weird like secret skills that a lot of people don't expect from me. But especially when I put it on other people, I'm actually really good at putting makeup on other people huh. and i'm good at putting it on myself but it's one of those things where i've learned so much just watching people put it on i'll ask them questions and say well oh I, I see you're using this you know sort of you know um highlighter or this sort of thing and um it's it's really cool wow. yeah yeah but wow. my my entire point with that is like so after like i'm, I'm in a dress i'm like all ready and i'm like feeling awesome <laughs> and then i'm going and tearing it up in ddr for a crowd <laughs> At Dave and Buster's, why I'm like, 
watch this, boom, you know, oh like, because my, my DDR skills are, I don't mean to sound, like, arrogant, but they no, are. No, 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 go on, okay, go on. Okay, okay. No, I bet they are. Lot. I've played a lot of DDR, and, oh. What, really? Was, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. No. I'm shocked right? that you, a gamer, yeah. would have played DDR. I'm shocked that, right? that of yeah. all games that you've played, no. <laughs> no. Like, all the games out there in all the world, I'm so shocked. <laughs> it's the only one. Good at DDR. It's surprising. It's surprising. So, anyway, that's. Wow. That's well, really that's, that's really awesome. We should totally have RocketCon with the DDR. That's what I was thinking, actually, when you first mentioned it in Times Square. I was like, that's where we're going to have, like, our live show. We're going to go and, like, play DDR and then talk to people about tech for an hour and and look fat and get our hair done. Yes. Fabulous and get our hair done. Yes. All right. Must happen. And senior tech correspondent at (laughs) Mashable, Christina Warren. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am. I am a little bit. Um, and we're going to talk about this. I'm a little burnt out of my from Microsoft today. <laughs> um, nothing against Microsoft. I actually really like them. I it mean, seems it's really my, exciting. My, my nickname is C Mac because I'm a Mac, and 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 people know me as an Apple fan girl. But I've always actually kind of been a Microsoft fan too. But mm-hmm. they had a so today is the first day of Build, which is their big developer conference. Basically, uh, for the audience out there, it's basically the Microsoft version of WWDC or <laughs> the the Microsoft version of Google I/O. Um, and they had a keynote that streamed live today that all of us were covering. Uh, two people were there live, and and then the rest of us were covering remotely. It was three hours, you guys. <laughs> and let's be let's be real. A lot of the stuff was so technical that I was bored. Wow! <laughs> like wow. at first I was like, at first wow. I was like, oh, they they started out talking about Docker, and I was like, awesome, containerization is badass, and this is cool. <laughs> and everyone around me is looking at me like I'm high, and I'm like, I want a Docker T-shirt, which actually, fortunately, one of my colleagues is going to bring back for me. Oh my gosh! And I'm super excited. And then they started talking about. A lot of their Azure cloud services. Mm-hmm. And then they started talking about different Microsoft SQL stuff. And this is when I just start to glaze the frack over. Oh. And it went on and on and on and on. And there were a few tidbits there. And it got interesting towards the end. But my God, you guys, three <laughs> hours. And I'm talking to people who are there live. My, my, my friend Carissa, who, who I work with, she's there live. And I'm like, are you wanting to kill yourself right now? And she's okay? like, oh, my God, <laughs> make it stop. Like, Three hours. It was supposed to be two and a half, and oh, they ran God. 30 minutes long. How do you run 30 minutes long? Like, obviously, you've rehearsed before, right? Yeah. Like, how, did, how do you go a total of 30 minutes long? It wasn't even like – it seems very scripted, too, so it was it was bizarre. But uh, <laughs> That must be a reporter's greatest challenge to suss out all the tidbits of relevant information from right, a three-hour presentation. Well, and that's the problem. The things that I was I had been, been like pre-assigned to write didn't come towards like until like the oh, end. No. So I was writing. No. So I had to like I like was held hostage because I didn't know what, <laughs> what part of the presentation they're going to announce these things. So I'm literally I'm like I have to pee, but I can't leave. <laughs> like it's just it's one of oh, those that's things. Terrible. You should oh, have that, mentioned that. I would have started a free Christina Warren the, the, campaign. These are still very first world problems. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's be real. These are still very first world problems. But but uh, no, the, that is one of the challenges of covering developer conferences is that <laughs> Apple is the only company that really does a good job. Google to a certain extent, but Apple's really the only one who makes a very palatable keynote um, for the mainstream. And then Apple mm-hmm. typically has their more technical keynote after that. But they, you know, do a good job of making it understandable to the mainstream. But 
you know, it's a developer conference for a reason. And even if you're a hardcore geek, some of that stuff can just, you can just glaze the frack over and just go, yeah, no, I I really don't want to learn more about, (laughs) you know, your various, you know, NoSQL strategies and how that can actually still work with Microsoft SQL. Like, I I don't even, I'm like, no, no. We're done here. What do you think it is that Apple does to make it engaging? Because I remember, like, I was at WWDC this year. I don't remember feeling bored for a single second, like State of the Union, like any of it. So, Well, the State of the Union, you know, they they stream that sort of, but, like, that's not, you know, one of the major things. Um, That's really more for the developer time, and that's really fun. But the main keynote, I mean, I think that they look at things like they are products, and they present them as consumer digestible features and they go at it that way so you would never see even though they talked about swift during the keynote and they talked about some of the new xcode stuff they didn't dwell on a lot of the new features Mm. and swift was like a big reveal and even if you didn't understand why a new programming language or even if you don't know how to program you understand that a new programming language is a big deal especially Mm -hmm. when they could kind of show off things like oh it'll be faster and it'll do this and that and I think they also, you know, they, they've done a really good job of they, they clearly rehearse like there's no tomorrow and have everything really well choreographed. Craig Federighi is the man. You know, he's, he's very good. Yeah. He's so good. He's kind of a great master of ceremonies and and really helps move things along. Um, All right. And even some Apple events don't always succeed. You know, you can go back to earlier, you know, pre-2006 WWDCs, there's some of those that just get, you know, people would get bored. But I think the difference is that they always look at how they can present things from a product perspective. So mm-hmm. even then, you would always get, I would always tune in to see, okay, what's the next version of OS 10 going to look like? And they would even back then, you know, I think show off things like, you know, here's the new iPod or here are new Macs. You know, they, they always have a way to put a product mm. in there. So I guess that's probably the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Should we jump right into talking about build? We should, yeah. but I have to make one quick, quick aside here. Yeah, go for it. Simone, we got a lot of, I got a lot of email about your reason. Oh, no. Of taking oh, no. the iWatch It was so week. hot. It oh, was, no. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of email. And the that, author, he so. he's a big fan. So, so. I, so, I so appreciated that tweet. That was great. That was so sweet. Oh, my gosh. You know, he's dressed like it's funny that I wonder if if the author before taking his Twitter pick like went in and said like, look, okay, Travis touchdown from No More Heroes. Make me look exactly like that because like the the jacket and the hair, it's all exactly the same. So yeah, that's that was it was you gotta it was have great a look. getting all that fan mail. That week. was so, I, I I'm yeah. sorry, dude. Is it the kind of thing that I'd want to read or? <laughs> I will I will forward it to Christina and she can make that call. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. Forward it to me and I will make the call. Right, no. I, my my good. favorite was the one, the person on Twitter who told me that I should be in Brianna's next game. And I was like, well, now that I would say yeah, yes to. No, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I was thinking should... we should make it like a weekly thing <laughs> where we just read like a page of it until <laughs> it's done. But I was like, no, Mike Hurley would probably not like that. No. So. <laughs> A one-time deal. We all yep. enjoyed it while it lasted. Yep. yep. Uh, although it is relevant. I mean, tech erotica, very relevant to this podcast. Very relevant. <laughs> Look, it's it's relevant to everybody's right. everything. I don't right. know about you guys. Mm, yeah. I mean, okay. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Racked, before the Apple Watch came out, there was a, a post from some guy who had like made this detailed fanfic of how he imagined life with his Apple Watch would be. Uh, it was It was hilarious. <laughs> 
Uh, and I, sh- I should probably link to it. Um, but yeah, so let's talk not Apple Watch yet, but let's talk yes, Build. Yes. So, Christina, what do you think was the most important thing that came out of Build today? So, I mean, the big thing was that they, okay, a couple of things. They announced a bunch of new developer tools and developer programs. One of the first things was, and I believe actually the lead of my article is, um, hell has officially frozen over. <laughs> uh, Microsoft has released developer tools for Windows and Linux, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, yeah, they've released this thing called Visual Studio Code, which is basically kind of like Sublime Text um, or, or um, uh, GitHub's Atom text editor. And it's basically, you know, a text editor for um, ASP.NET, C Sharp, uh, JavaScript, CSS, Less, Markdown, um, a few other languages uh, that has a built-in Git integration and uh, Microsoft IntelliSense and some built-in debugging stuff. And, um, you know, it's not a full-blown IDE or anything, but the fact that Microsoft <laughs> released a, a, a Windows developer app and, you yeah. know, more shockingly, one for Ubuntu, like for, for, yeah, for yeah. Linux. And that's available now, right? If it's I'm not available wrong. now and it's free. Um, yeah. VisualStudio.com uh, is very cool. And that was one of those things where I went, holy crap. They also announced um, a, a, a C-sharp core for, or .NET core, rather, for um, Linux and Mac, um, so they're bringing some core elements of the of the .NET language and and, and, and framework to uh, Mac and and Linux, which wow is huge. They they mentioned Linux so many times on stage. I mean, the fact they actually showed Ubuntu <laughs> on stage, I was I was like shocked. I was, <laughs> earlier today, I did a little guest um, interview with uh, the guys who run the Bad Voltage podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, they're a bunch of Linux users, and it was really funny talking to them about how much Microsoft was talking about open source mm-hmm. um, and like not in a weird way. But the biggest news, I think, obviously there was some sub- some updates on HoloLens and some new demos and that looked mm-hmm. really cool. Some new things with uh, with Windows 10 and, and Cortana. Uh, but the big thing, obviously, is that they um, are announcing basically new ways for developers to bring code from their iOS or Android apps over mm-hmm. to Windows. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of people say the headlines, you can run iOS and Android apps on Windows. That's not exactly true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can take your project files, your Xcode project files, and and your Java project files and bring that code over and basically make some changes and compile it down. And it will be able to run um, with minimal modifications in Windows, whether that's on the tablet or the phone or you know, desktop. Because Windows is going universal with its apps, right? It's going to be Xbox. Yeah. It's going to be Windows. It's going to be the phones and everything. Exactly. And exactly. King has already brought Candy Crush over. <laughs> yeah, they've actually been doing that for like six months. Yeah, you know, yeah. Candy Crush. When 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 a King brought Candy Crush over, what they actually mm-hmm. are doing is they're bringing the the iOS version over. Yeah. So that and so it's funny because that's one of the most regularly updated um, Windows Phone games, and that's yeah. because I guess King has the the system down straight where you know they update for iOS and then they um, push the code changes over to the Windows side make any modifications that they need to mm-hmm. and then are able to, to to push out the updates. So has that basically been something that up till now only a company like King could afford to take the time to do? Um, well, King was actually working with Microsoft. Oh, okay, okay. So they were actually, I guess, one of the one, one, one of the people who were testing it. Okay, so, wow. So, 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 so that's how that was working. Now, in the past, what you've been able to do, there's this, car- this company called Zamarian, was, that's spelled with an X, X-A-M-A-R-I-N, um, who um, are the, the founders are both the, the guys who actually created GNOME, uh, which is a, a, a Linux um, user interface thing. And then that went um, to uh, then they went to Novell and created Mono, which was the open source, the open source implementation of C Sharp and .NET. 
And then um, when Novell ceased to be Novell, they went and, and created the Sumerian company. And what they do is they create a, an IDE and other tools that basically let um, developers who write in C Sharp or .NET write iOS or Android or, or Windows or, or Mac apps hmm. um, or, or, and, or Linux apps um, using um, C Sharp. Um, hmm. So what they're doing <laughs> is kind of the reverse okay. of what Microsoft yeah. is doing. They're basically saying, okay, if you are an enterprise developer, you don't have to learn Objective-C or Java. You can write in, in C Sharp and, and compile that way. Okay. What Microsoft is doing is kind of the reverse yeah, where they're right. saying, okay, so I already have an iOS app or an Android app. And I'm already maintaining these libraries. I already have a lot of the, the code. Maybe even a lot of the UI stuff could still be used and useful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to reinvent the wheel. I want to be on Windows, but I don't have the team or the resources involved to, to be on Windows. I can port my code over um, and, and it'll actually compile and, and be able to run. And as, as you said, Simone, it'll be able to run you know, on, on Windows on the desktop, um, on more of the tablet surface devices on the phone, and even on Xbox. Now, hold on. I, I have a little bit to say about Go this. for it. So, <laughs> and I mean, we, I feel like we, we skipped right past uh, Visual Studio. I just want to say for us at GSX, that is the biggest news coming out of, out of mm-hmm. this entire thing today. Um, Visual Studio and the complications of like injecting, you know, um, C++ into Unreal um, has been an utter nightmare for us as a studio. Um, basically, <laughs> there are two versions of um, Unreal. There's the UDK version, and then there's full Unreal, the one that will let you like um, you know inject native C++ code into it, and it's better maintained. The trick is you have to like pay thirty thousand dollars for it, Jeez. at least under nice. under Unreal three. Um, and I don't want to get all the licensing stuff, but it was very frustrating for us because to like get certificates and and all this this stuff with getting like the real version of Unreal to work, um, we actually ended up having dedicated we ended up having a dedicated <laughs> PC in our office <laughs> set up to a dedicated Mac. So it would be like this one machine that would run with this other one machine to generate one certificate <laughs> to get it to work with Unreal. It was a complete uh, nightmare. Oh, so that this would be native in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I won't know until it does it, but that's that's great. But kind of to the meat of the matter you know like for a long time as developers we're we're sold this fantasy i think yes it's a complete can, fantasy it's a fantasy that oh just learn it once and it'll run anywhere we've been we've been <laughs> it's doing a lie when it was java <laughs> right it's a lie exactly it's a big lie when it's java and um i i just think it's I mean, obviously, we'll know better when we sit down and actually try to do this. But some of the problems that you're going to run into with this, um, like, for instance, if I worked with Unreal, for instance, my game probably will not port over. I could try it because, you're like, I'm, I'm guessing Unreal has certain libraries built into it that iOS has, and it's not going to support right. it. But even beyond that, which is kind of an edge case, um, you know, this is famous for being buggy and inefficient right mm-hmm. like you're never going to have something that i don't know if it's a translation layer here but it's never going to be as efficient never, if you just exactly learn that stuff yourself code. right right and, i mean it might it might be fine for certain libraries it might be fine for certain apps and and right. i think even something like candy crush which probably uses i'm not sure but i know they used to use i think they used um unity mm-hmm. um you know, really? This, this prob- wow. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive they used Unity before. Wow. Um, hmm. That's which, really surprising. Wow. Well, I mean, that would make sense. I mean, that's how they have like keep the updates in the Facebook and everything. Yeah, I mm. have it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, at least I knew they were using Unity for some of the Facebook stuff. I, I don't know if that's still the case. I mean, this was a while ago. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, I, I could see maybe with, with, with the game with some of those assets where they're, it's going to look the same regardless of where you are. You're going to want it to look the same. You won't have to make some of the UI changes. And if you're already using a framework, you know, maybe, you, you know, just change certain calls. But but yeah, I mean, there's going to be performance issues. And obviously, if you're using certain libraries or doing more complex mm-hmm. tasks or taking advantage of really advanced APIs on, on, on the phone level or, or even kind of creating some of your own classes, it's not going to be an easy peasy <laughs> so, one-stop yeah. convert solution oh Basically, christina it- i am sitting here i'm waiting for the emails to start <laughs> running in for me like you just have to push one button to compile it why won't you bring <laughs> 60 over to windows so i promise you i will get this i get them from android on oh no i'm sure basis. you will and, and yeah. it's like because if it were really that easy everybody right. would do it the reason right. people mm-hmm. don't is because they promise it'll be easy but it's still a pain in the ass so do you think does microsoft know that this is going to be kind of shaky as it goes out like or are they do you think they're confident in their ability to pull this off you know i mean i kind of i'm hearing mixed things you know i mean it's i know they want to like they want to grow the app store that's obviously the goal here but yes i guess i'm wondering if is this a desperate attempt to grow the app store or is this like a genuine push Uh, desperation yeah maybe too strong a word yeah i I, 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 uh, I don't know if it's desperation but it's conceding they've lost yeah Mm. i mean windows Windows Phone's problem is the lack of developer support. Yeah. Like, it's a and beautiful phone, good hardware, good cameras. That's everything you know, I've heard about yeah. it, yeah. It, yeah. And, and, and but the, I would never is, get one is, just because of... Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is a concession that they've lost, that, that what was once their strength, which was kind of bringing developers over, um, has not translated into kind of the modern world and the mobile world. And anyway, I mean, uh, Paul Therott, even before this was announced, he was kind of writing something about how this was a slap in the face to, to Windows mm-hmm. developers. I don't think it's as bad as that. And I only say that yeah. because this is because this still is going to require developers to make some changes to their code and, and tweak some things. There's still going to be a value out there if you are a mm-hmm. native Windows developer. Um, this isn't like what happened with BlackBerry. When BlackBerry uh, decided to support Android apps, they actually made it very easy. They're like, you can literally take an APK file, an Android file, and press <laughs> the conversion button and turn it into a BlackBerry app, turn it into a bar file and upload it and, and access it. And and if stuff works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Maybe make a couple of, of call changes, but basically they're like, run it. When they did that, they basically killed off any chance of anybody seriously wanting to develop natively mm-hmm. for BlackBerry. Because why would you bother to do that if you can literally just use the Android app and let it run it however it runs it? Yeah. Well, I so think, do you think Windows is slightly better because it's it's harder, weirdly, because <laughs> you actually have to go through the process still of converting things and, and maybe making some optimizations. Yeah. There's still value out there for, for, you know, being a native developer. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I think what they're trying to do, it's interesting. I've talked to a lot of developers today about this. And on the one hand, I personally almost think that their big target is big companies like Snapchat and Instagram, who hmm. Snapchat... Oh is not on Windows Phone. Really? They are oh, not on Windows Phone. Wow. And not, only, not only are they not on Windows Phone, but Snapchat, because of all their security problems, because, you know, they're like Swiss cheese, <laughs> they have to ban all third-party apps, which means that you can't even use a third-party Snapchat clone. Mm-hmm. So there's no Snapchat on Windows Phone. If you could go to Snapchat and say, look, we understand you don't have the resources and you don't think there's an ROI involved in hiring, you know, a dedicated Windows developer or team of Windows developers, but... But if you can take your Android code and just bring it over, press and a maybe make some changes, <laughs> make and it maybe, work. Well, we'll even help you. Mm-hmm. Then, then would you do that? Um, 
they might. You know, I've okay. talked to one company. Um, I'm not going to name them, but a, but a very large kind of social network. They you, they had a Windows app, but it hasn't been updated in two years. And and they told me this doesn't change our strategy at all. We're still not going to be looking at Windows as mm. a platform. Um, but I almost feel like this is this is really you know like like King is obviously makes sense for them to be on Windows Phone because they can get an app purchase and they can yeah. take advantage of that stuff. But they don't have to bother coding it themselves. They can just bring the iOS code over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's how I feel. I almost feel like it's better for these bigger companies, these bigger brands who don't have the, the, the necessary you know tools or don't want to exert the time in the porting effort. Mm-hmm. But some other developers I've spoken to say, actually, they think that it's really targeting more the smaller devs yeah. who are maybe just starting out and saying, they want to get as much coverage as possible. Right. And, you know, who are, are, are maybe still learning to develop and are maybe saying, okay, be- before you've put too much into it, you can bring stuff over and then maybe we they can get their feet wet in the ecosystem and maybe they'll, oh. maybe they'll, like, maybe they'll like C-sharp, maybe they'll like Windows and consider being part of that in addition to doing their Objective-C mm-hmm. and, and their Java. Or maybe just the mid-sized developers, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like for us, all, the developers. I, yeah, all developers, no, I mean, for us at GSX, I mean, if, if I looked at this, I'm sure I'll buy it at some point, well, not buy it, download it and, you know, give it a go. Um, I, I would, if it seemed feasible to, I mean, I'm very doubtful it would work. And God, I think we'd also have to figure out the license, which would be a, oh. a long call <laughs> with the lawyers over at Epic. But, um... I mean, if that would work, then I think it would be great to do it. Um, I, I do have to say that, God, this is especially true for smartphone, though it's, it is it is also true for Windows apps. If you don't sit there and really, you know, finesse the interface and, mm. you know, that's um, the way it feels and moves on your finger and the tracking multiplier and all those little B variable tweaks that make are the difference between a phone making you want to throw it out the window when mm-hmm. you're using it versus it at actually being good. Um, you know, that's something you're going to have to take time for. So I don't know. I think, I think it's a good move. I just, I, 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 I guess my message is just it's not going to be a panacea, but it's definitely going to up the number of apps on that platform. It seems to me like it's not going to be bad, but it's not going – like you said, it's not going to be the ultimate amazing. Paul Thorat, one of the things that he said was that (laughs) it could result in a quote-unquote user exodus as people realize that – yeah, we don't really need a Windows phone. We could just move to Android. We we have all these Android apps yeah. that we like. What do you do? You think that that's realistic or? Uh, I'm not a I big mean, I... fan of this. <laughs> so I, w- I was really interested to read like an opposing viewpoint because it was really right. exciting to yeah, see all that news yeah. come out and like it seems really great. But then there's always well, I mean, a worst I mean, case I, scenario. I, I mean, I hear what he's saying, but at the same time, I guess my my contrary mm-hmm. question to you: well, What user exodus can you have when there yeah. aren't that many users? When you're Fair not enough. selling any phones? I mean, like, it, I think that that exodus is going to happen whether you have apps or not, and the, the exodus is certainly not going to be saved if you don't have the solution. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I mean, he even conceded himself. He was like, you know, this is a defeat no matter how you look at it. They've lost. Really? Yeah, and this is true. This is this is a, this is a failure. This means that Microsoft has failed on mobile is what this says and um that's the reality and i think that you know whether or not this is the right answer and whether this will get people anybody taking windows seriously when it comes to developing desktop apps or trying to bring stuff to the xbox you know i have no idea but to me this is a fundamental them finally admitting after years and years of trying to get traction trying to pay developers trying to to you know bribe people trying to do anything they can to, to bring companies over 
Um, and companies will come over because they'll get the money and then they'll be like, but we're not getting any engagement, so mm. we're not going to bother updating or staying. You know, I mean, I, I almost wonder if that's going to be – that's going to go away. It's like, okay, so you port your app over, but then how much time do you put in updating your app? Yeah. Because yeah. Not if you port your app over yeah. and there's still no one there, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah. I ported my app, but I still don't have anybody buying it or downloading it or using it. So what's the point? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's really going to, I mean, for me, it would have to take a whole image shift for the Windows phone. Because even knowing, like, I, I have really only heard good things about it from people who it's use it. Platform. Like, they really like it, but. It is really nice. Yeah. It's just, there aren't enough apps. and There aren't and, enough apps. They, it has they, no kind of appeal publicly, I don't think. Just the reputation of it is not as good as I, I've, I wouldn't what I've say heard from that. People. I think the differentiating feature that they brought to market is the camera. And I think that was mm. a really smart thing to focus on. I yeah. mean, if you are really serious about taking pictures with your your mobile phone, uh, I think Windows puts out, um, yeah, I mean, Christina, like, I, I'm correct about this, right? Like, they yeah, have some totally. of the most high-end cameras that are out there. Totally. So yeah. they also have, have some, some fantastic stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, and honestly, you know, the way that they handle Office documents and Exchange works really well. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. now you have native Office apps for iOS and for Android. Right, so right. that kind of goes away. Um I, can mm-hmm. we can we return to something we were talking about a second? Is yeah, it sure. Paul? Is Paul Thoreau right, or is it Thoreau? Oh, it is Thoreau. I've I've mispronounced that in my mind. <laughs> you for have no years. idea how many times no, I mispronounced I, that right, today. I only right know ahead. this because I hear him his name being said uh, on um, on Twit, ah, and so I'm not aware he's, he's on the Windows Weekly Show there. Got so it. Got Paul, it. Nice. Paul Thoreau. Um, I guess I. I yeah, I have to admit it's a little strange to like. Oh, we've lost as if it's it's a a football game. I mean, he's he's <laughs> kind of the John Gruber of, of oh, Windows, right? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, totally. I mean, and, it's funny because uh, Jeff right. Atwood. I used to consider Jeff Atwood the real John Gruber of Windows because he does coding horror, <laughs> right? Um, but Jeff has since like almost moved, he's moved to an iPhone. And I think he has a Mac now, and he codes in Ruby and not just C sharp, and it's it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, I think he even used WordPress for something recently instead of one of his other things. It's weird, but yeah, Paul Thrott is basically like he's like yeah he he's like the Windows version. He's of a Gruber. cheerleader. He's a cheerleader. He is, mm-hmm. and, and 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 his actual quote was, and it wasn't we. I think it was talking about Microsoft. It's like, um. The ability to run win- Android apps on Windows, this utter capitulation, is not a win or a positive devel- development, assuming it's happening as it sounds. It's defeat, an avoidable suicide, and it makes Windows even less important than it already was to me, to you, to the world. I, I guess that's very just Very frightening words. <laughs> it is. It's very frightening words, but it's just, I, I think that that is a very unhelpful attitude. I mean, I, I see this as like a... A small corrective move. I mean, for Microsoft mm-hmm. to continue doing what they've been doing, that's how they oh, got I agree. this hole mm-hmm. in the first yeah. place. I agree. I agree completely. I don't know if this is enough to get them out of it, but at a certain point, you've got to you've got to recognize the fact that no nobody is coming to your platform, Absolutely. and that and then yeah. the desktop apps are are becoming more um, and more uh, are less and less enviable. And it's funny. It's like Microsoft has is still dominates the enterprise, um, but mm-hmm. what's going to happen and what is happening. Is that if the enterprise starts to shift more to thin clients, that means the web, yeah. and if it shifts more to you know tablets, that means the iPad, and so that means a lot of these custom programs and these custom things you've built are no longer going to be needed. And right. already people are building. App. I mean, that's part of the I- Apple IBM partnership, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of things have happened on the web front on that on that end too. You know, kind of the thin client space, but it's 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 um. I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know if it's unhelpful. I think it's just kind of reality. But if Microsoft, I, th- I think, can be against Microsoft doing this, makes no sense because what else can they do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like, and I, one developer I talked to, Shane Elliott, um, 
he made some really good points. He sent me a really long email uh, that, I, that I quote extensively in an upcoming piece um, that, that I'm writing. It might actually be up uh, before this podcast is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he um, he was saying, you know, for me, I can't see bringing any of my code over, you know, the way things stand just because of, of performance issues and, and, and the yeah. refactoring I would have to do. But mm. if Microsoft is, cont- is to continue down this path, I think they'll be successful. They have the money to put into it, and eventually they'll get to where they want to be. Yeah. And I think that's actually an, an interesting thing to look about. Look at. I think that Microsoft increasingly, and this was really telling at this build today, Windows, this discussion of Windows 10 came at the very end and was very minor. As And Windows 10 is a huge release, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are really excited. I'm really excited I, about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. But Windows 10 was not mentioned much. They were talking about all these other technologies. And the underlying mission seems to be under Satya Nadella, you know, he's been, he's beating the drum, you know, cloud first, mobile first. And what that kind of means is that the Windows paradigm, the Windows brand, it's important, but it's not as important because they Mm. want Office to work the same everywhere. They want their code to work the same everywhere. They want everyone to use Azure. They want everybody to be able to use their components. And Interestingly, this actually goes back to the original Microsoft, which was building compilers and software and, and, and code for every platform out there. Um, and, and then Windows became this thing and that became their focus. But it's almost like they're going back to that where they're saying, okay, we will be ubiquitous, even mm-hmm. if it means we have to give up a little bit of, you know, what has of been. the brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. What has been synonymous with us, which is Windows. Even if we have to wow. lose a little bit on that. We will survive as a company because we will become relevant in other areas. Yeah, that was really interesting. No, I definitely Gosh. agree. I, right. I sounds like a good event today. Yeah. <laughs> shall we move on? Let's do it. We'll keep we the shall. show tight. I, we'll keep I, the show I want, tight. Yeah, I want to make a quick note. When I was talking about the the Windows Phone and its quality before, like I totally believe it is a good phone. I'm just saying, like you don't see articles being like this entire movie was shot on a Lumia phone. It's always iPhone, things like that. That's kind of what I was talking about with the reputation of it. That is the problem. They have great optics, great camera, but no apps. When's the last time you looked at a Microsoft piece of hardware and went, it it gave you like an envy feeling? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. This, this really yeah. bothers me. Well, I'm out <laughs> Actually, there it was when I was looking at uh, Microsoft Edge today. So congratulations yeah. to right. them I was for say, that. Their, their, yeah. new, their new browser looks great. The HoloLens <laughs> stuff looks great. I will sure. actually say, you know what? Service Pro 3, I'm not saying that I would use it over a MacBook, but there are definitely compelling qualities to it. The Service Pro 3 is a nice device. Mm-hmm. I don't mind their pen input at all. Um, I don't think I would use it, but I think it works well. And it's a high-resolution screen. It can have a docking station and be used as, you know, a regular laptop has mm-hmm. the, you know, touch screen too. I mean, I think that with the Surface Pro 3, they've got a really compelling device. All I right. want to see them bring that level of attention detail to, like, a, a high-end Retina MacBook-like experience. Like the Google Chrome, like their, their Chrome yeah. Pencil. That is a sexy box. If I had any use for it, I would buy one. If, but... if, if you wanted it to be more, if you had if you wanted to use something for more than just a web browser. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would just, I'd love to see, I want to see Microsoft bring some really high level <laughs> of quality. I want a Retina MacBook, but with like Windows, because I need a yeah. decent Windows machine with my job. And, but there's just nothing out there to buy. Anyway, <sighs> we'll leave it there. Yeah, so, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to seeing how my computer handles the upgrade. <laughs> this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Smile Software and PDF Pen Scan Plus. 
Uh, it's an app for mobile scanning and optical character recognition. It lets you scan documents using OCR directly from your iPhone and iPad camera. And so it's it's really powerful. It's really beautiful. And it is always right there in your pocket or in your bag, unless you have pockets that are big enough for an <laughs> iPad, in which case you're amazing. Uh, PDF Pen Scan Plus 2.0 was released a couple weeks ago, and that's a free upgrade for existing users. And it means you can just take your stacks of documents and receipts that you need to scan and blast through them, like the title of this show, Rocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's awesome. It automates uh, capturing the image, then cropping it and like setting the color and the, the, the color depth and the size and everything. So you don't have to tap around and adjust things and spend time making things perfect. It's going to automate all of that. You point, you go, you capture, you scan, uh, and you can export multiple documents at once. So you can scan batches and batches of things like my parking receipts from every convention that I go to for invoicing. So that's super convenient. Yeah. Um. Can I, can I say something about them? Like, I, I do you know when you, you use a developer's software and you end up interacting with them? You could tell they're just really nice people that stand yeah. by their product and really make it a labor of love. And I just, I really get that sense from every time I've mm -hmm. interacted with them. And um, take take my word for it. These are people you could give yeah. money to and feel really awesome about and they've it. they've been super nice in, like, the email correspondence with me. And also, like, if you already have it, free upgrade. So Free upgrade. I actually... I actually used this this week. So my, my friend Liz just got her master's degree. She d successfully defended her thesis on a Monday. Go Liz. Wow. Liz is now an MA. Go Liz. And so we were trying to figure out how to use the scanner connected to our gigantic printer, network printer <laughs> in the office. And you know, like we work in a tech office and nobody knows how to use this damn thing. I mean, like we're lucky enough to get copies made. No one on the planet knows how to but use scanners. That's anymore. exactly it. Yeah. And, 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 and so I was like, so you know what? Screw it. I was like, I'm going to use PDF Pen Scan Plus. <laughs> and we use that to to take photos of her, her paperwork so that she could get it filed and be all official. Yay. That is so So she went all cool. of her years of college with them for naught if it weren't for this program. <laughs> Basically. So Basically. PDF scan plus, Pen right. Scan Plus is equivalent to a, ma or a master's degree. Yes. yes. A master's, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so sue us. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not true. That's no, not true. Don't, don't you, hold you should buy this app. It's cheaper than ma uh, master's school. It is school. cheaper than a master's What's degree, master's? but it is not the equivalent. Graduate school. Yeah, the, graduate yes. school is is probably worth your money. Yes. <laughs> but so is this app, which uh, is on iPad and iPhone for $21.99 US dollars. Um PDF Pen Scan Plus uh, is available in the PDF Business Kit bundle with PDF Pen uh, for iPad and iPhone for $21.99 US dollars. And then alone, PDF Scan Plus is $6.99. Um, and PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone is $19.99. So yeah, totally. You can learn more about it at smilesoftware.com slash rocket. Yay. And yeah, thank you so much, guys, for sponsoring the show. We super duper duper appreciate it. We do scan many things seriously There's, having a scanner on my phone is the best thing that's ever happened so good. since sliced bread well i bet with you being a journalist you have to do that a lot like all the freaking gotta, time yeah, when i was yeah. when i was handling contracts for uh freelance mm -hmm. writers oh my god oh my god <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's the most annoying thing. It's like, it's like, what did we do before our iPhones? Like, how did I sign documents beforehand? You know, I like, literally don't how, know. How, it's like, I used to have an, an e-fax number where like, literally, like, for years, I maintained this account where basically I would pay like $15 a year to have um, a fax number and I would just send um, an email to this address and it would it would basically fax it to Ugh. a number so it, and it would work remotely so I never had to use an actual fax machine oh my it was God. super useful yeah it was actually a great service wow. max email or something like that I don't, I don't even know if they're around anymore but you know once I got things like you know um, uh, sign easy which lets you sign documents and you know PDF uh, pen you know scan plus and 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 uh, things like that it's like I don't have to use any of those tools like when you're, you're at a hotel free. you know when you want to charge well no you know you're at a hotel for for a business purpose right for a mm-hmm. conference usually yeah and something's gone wrong and you need to sign something and then they're like that'll be two dollars a page oh, ma'am yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Or, or 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 it's gonna cost you this amount of money and or and then you're trying to find a kinko's yeah. and then you go to kinko's and they're like yeah we don't have fax machines anymore and you're like are you serious you know are, are, are you, <laughs> we don't have scanners so yeah i mean thank god for phones yep yep yeah thank god all, All right. right. Moving on. on. Brianna, yep. yes. do you want to tell us about your Apple Watch? <laughs> so, Christina, can I tell them this story? I felt so bad this week that so, so I <sighs> I am amazed. I'm amazed that um, I was recording Isometric, another show here on Relay, uh, last week. And as I'm sitting there, I just refreshed the page because I thought it would be June when I got it and I'm like, oh, I hate you. And I just refreshed <laughs> I the page and it's like, Die. boom, it's, it's going to be delivered next Friday. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm so excited. And I'm so excited. And then I get home and I realize, no, it's not next Friday. They've already delivered it to my house and it's already <laughs> there. And I'm just like, why? Oh, what makes you yes. so special? I I don't know if you it's, got a sport band. I I did. I I don't know if it's that so that's, or uh, no. I'm pretty sure that's what it is okay. because I placed a second order. <laughs> and this is how, Christina. So ridiculous I am. Well, look, mine is still showing shipping in June, but when I ordered one with the sport band, May twentieth. Huh. Oh, okay. So you were testing, experimenting yeah. for journalistic reasons. Oh no, because I will cancel <laughs> my June order and then buy the band whenever the hell it comes out yep. if it means getting it a month earlier. Yep. Screw Good. it at this yeah. point. Start right. waiting for the okay. Pink. So, but this is this is where I felt so bad that I get my yes. Apple Watch and I'm like. Yeehaw! And I, 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 you know, message Christina, so, and I'm like, Christina, so. I want to send you like a drawing on my Apple Watch. You know, like here, give me all this, yep. and then I'm like, oh wait, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm and like, I feel I'm like, like a, and even through text, you can tell when someone's oh. kind of pissed off, and you can just tell it like, with Christina, where like, she's uh-huh. just like, uh-huh. so, so yeah. she, she was like, oh wait, you don't have one, do you? And I was like, nope. Basically, you like, were the mean the girl in a high school movie. Right. You were like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you don't have one. No, it wasn't one. like that. I was so excited <laughs> about it. It, it. My friend saying yeah. did the exact same thing. Oh, oh no. Really? Where yeah. he just assumed. Yeah. <sighs> well, come on, Christina. That's, yeah. Anyway. but I We expected to better guys, from like, you, Christina. What some of my impressions are about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so, go for um, it. Guys, this is... It is really, truly, I am stunned by how bad the software is on it, as far as being <laughs> non-intuitive. It is the opposite of an iPhone, where it's just, it's, 
it's non-discoverable. It's like the, the, you know, what we talk about in like interface design with it. Like you would never figure this out yourself unless you were like mm-hmm. reading a guide or watching a video. Really? And it it's really bizarre to me that this, this shipped and I don't know how they fix it. I mean, either they're going to come back for like a, like either it stays in this place forever where it's just like, look, this is something for people that really love their iPhone and want to really figure something out. Or they're going to have to come back with a 2.0 that just completely mm-hmm. redoes the entire paradigm. Um, so it's, in the yeah. way that people relate to it and use it, it's difficult to figure out how to make it function? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Just yeah. the UI um, and everything is totally... Well, it's like, so you press the crown and you go to your home screen. It's this just like giant mass of icons. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you see hardcore Apple geeks like complaining like, oh, I've got to get this in this folder and I can't, you know, like move newsstand. Yeah. Well, it's even worse here. It's like they threw all your icons in a giant <laughs> pile. And like, let me just like search through them on this little tiny band. Um, I do have to say, um, and this is a, a wider criticism of, what I think the monoculture in tech is. But something I've noticed is in people that typically review products, which are, you know, typically like, you know, white straight dudes, um, that's a very specific background. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a tendency that I've noticed to get hyper fiddly with every single like combination and setting. Like you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like like John Syracuse, um, I remember him complaining once that when he would minimize something in Finder in OS ten, he couldn't like control where it would happen when it popped back out, you know, like down to the pixel. And (laughs) while that is a valid concern for him, it seems a little bit hyper fiddly to me. Um, and complaining about that lack of how difficult it is to get this watch exactly the way that you want it. I think that's fair because you are having to go through a ton of modal sub menus and stuff on, on your phone. Um, but overall, um, I think the bugginess of this particular product has been drastically overstated. Um, I've only run into one bug so far, and that was getting it to pair with a second Apple television, um, which okay. honestly, I think it's more to do with Apple TV than it is with <laughs> yeah. So um, Yeah, no, Apple TV doesn't like you to have more than one, to be attached to more than one account. It does once. not. It's, it's weird. It does, it does not. not like okay. you to do that at all. It does not. Um, so I, I guess I would say... Um, you know, I went to New York on on Thursday, and this is a, a really cool um, experience using the Apple Watch. That you know, I get up, I've got to go make a flight, and all that information is booked in there. It's giving me warnings. It's like when I've got to mm-hmm. get out the door for it, and then I'm going. It's helping give me directions to the airport along the way. Um, Oh, you know, I get talk on it. Dirty to like, me. This right. is a fantasy. Yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> and like Uber, Uber worked super oh, well. Or like yes. getting to a car that was going to go pick me up. Like I felt so Dick Tracy that like, <laughs> you know, the, the car, the chauffeur is calling me. I just answer on my watch and I'm feeling all awesome. Oh, oh. And then even walking around New York, um, it was, and I know this is, this is something you guys can appreciate. So do you know that feeling when you're in a city you don't know super well and you're like so concentrating on your phone that you feel unsafe do you do you know what i'm talking about like you're not really thinking about your environment because you're down there in iphone land um and what i really appreciated about this is you're able to it's on your wrist and it taps you when you need to move and it just Mm -hmm. it helps you be more present overall does that make sense to Mm -hmm. you makes totally makes a lot of sense um 
So you know, it's it's a really good product, and I'm I'm glad that I got it. But I think the the thing that's going to make it, I I think it's going to stop it from being a blockbuster hit. Is there's no real joy involved with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, do you know how when you're sitting there and you have just a moment to kill and you'll pull out your iPhone and, and have some fun with it? Um, yeah. There's no real way to do that with your watch. You there's know? a Tamagotchi app now. There is. And there's some <laughs> other There's they some other games. no time. Right? There's a Tamagotchi app. Yeah. Seriously, there's now an official Tamagotchi app. There's that. The Apple. There's, That's amazing. Um, there's a Sudoku game that you can play, but it's... Trivia Crack. Trivia Crack is on there. So... But yeah, go ahead. After yeah. having it for a little while, do, have you, uh, when we talked about it before, you were kind of questioning what kind of things people would develop for it, and specifically games. Yeah. Have you had any revelations after using it for a while, or are you still kind of like, I, why? I, no, no, no. I think about that a lot. I think the finger on the screen is not as big an issue as I worried about. Like, okay. I don't use it and, like, think, oh, this would be great if my finger weren't blocking the screen as much mm-hmm. as I worried. Um, the tap targets are really big. I was worried the 38 nano the 38 millimeter would feel small and it doesn't um you know the 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 digital crown doesn't feel as great as i thought it would um Mm. it i mean it's okay you got the sport right i do have the sport so is it different for the for the more expensive models yeah it is it's metal and it's it's it feels stainless steel so it feels a little bit better it has to me anyway it feels a little bit no 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 that definitely follows if if i were doing this again i would definitely get the real apple watch um as opposed to this one i think it looks a little bit like a toy so Mm. um you know but again i i think my reasoning was was sound with it um yeah. totally yeah i i think that there hey, are you have yours i have mine, <laughs> I have mine. there are, i i think the biggest thing with it is i have absolutely noticed that i'm using my iphone less and i'm staying more Ooh. present and i know you guys can appreciate this so do you know when yes. you are like on your couch at the end of the day right and you have your iPhone over with you and you find yourself just like sucked into Twitter or whatever, right? And yeah. it's like you have to have your iPhone near you because you want to make sure you're not missing anything really important, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my notification set up that if it's, you know, for my husband or, you know, my co-founder or someone really important, I get it. Or, or you guys, like I would get your yeah. message. Oh, but oh. everyone else oh. would be no. And it's really helping me just deliberately set that iPhone off to the side or leave it in my purse and just stay present in what I'm doing. Um, a lot of the that reviews, is... yeah, go ahead, yeah. No, that that's really cool, and it's it, that's kind of the opposite of what the the Verge review was concerned I, about I and had the worries about. So I'm I'm really glad that that is the case for you because no. that's exactly what I wanted from it. They were making Same. it sound like it would vibrate and distract you all the time, and, and <laughs> it's it's just not the case. Like I was, um, you know, I gave a um a talk at a conference to a bunch of federal prosecutors today, and mm-hmm. like it just taps on my wrist for a moment in the middle of speaking i don't lose a beat like it's yeah. it's something you can push past i think it's yeah i do have to say for the first like 30 minutes i had it like um there's a scene <laughs> in like x-men days of future past where um you know like uh quicksilver um like puts his free magneto from his cage and he puts his hand up there and starts vibrating them until the glass shakes <laughs> and, and breaks and that's what my wrist felt like because it was just like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, okay, we're saying all this to off. So my message is to like, if, 
like set a lot of stuff to off. Be really selective about what you mm-hmm. enable. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a really it's a good product. Um, I think I could list. I almost want to write a piece about the long list of things that they need to um, improve upon for the 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of little correctable things. Like, um, for instance, the Maps app. When you're walking around, it doesn't like give you any kind of layout of the street or where you are. It will say like you know, turn left on 39th oh. Street. And if you were just able to like see a map in some sense, even if it were a swipe mode, um, that would be very, very helpful. Um, yeah. You know, the the workout app, you know, I'm in, um, this is something I found really interesting. So um, I think of myself as in good shape, but not amazing shape. Like I'm not running like 15 miles a day like I have in the past. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it's the calorie counters are very, very low on this. I say to medium and I easily go past that just like going to the airport the other day. Wow. I did my entire fitness goals just going to the airport at like okay. nine in the morning. So <laughs> um, it's very generous. So I think if you were someone wanting to get in shape, this is not going to shame you. It's going to be mm-hmm. a, a, a good place to start. So yeah. I don't know. Do you guys have any questions about it? Uh, I want to know how it compares to the Pebble because you've used yeah, that before. Yeah, I was going to say. I've never used a Pebble, so I can't. Oh, you haven't used Pebble. Did. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I pre-ordered one on the show, but I haven't gotten it. Oh, yeah. So. I remember you never ended up yeah, yeah, getting it. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. <laughs> Next. Oh, I would say the bands are much easier to swap. From Gruber's comments oh. on it, he made it feel like um, it would be really tricky to get them in or out. And maybe it's no, just the no, sports no. band. Uh, it's it's very simple. So no, it, it even even with the link band, um, it's kind of the same way. And and then the link band is cool because even though that's not a band that I would ever get, mm-hmm. um, the way you can push out each individual link to make it whatever size you need to make it, yeah, is. It, incredibly easy and it's totally toolless which is different than basically every other watch yeah, out there yeah. um, oh i was gonna say this um and this may just be an issue with the sport band but um you know it my wrist is just this weird size where it's right in between like where it needs to be like <sighs> as far as keeping it really good contact with my wrist and it oh. does affect the heart rate monitor um, right oh interesting you know especially because running is a very physical activity so mm-hmm. um i'm really looking forward to getting the you know milanese loop so you, know, you can kind of micro change that and get that on there um yeah. but it it does feel like the band is it looks cheap i think but it feels really good if that makes sense so yeah, yeah. and you got the white one right yeah i did kind of like me yeah i i like yeah. i like i like the white um the the white color band it looks really good to me really i nice. you know I, was, I, I really like i was wearing it on you know interview i did for tv two days ago and um i don't know like i was seeing the it, it just I, I worry it looks cheap. It's not super professional. It's not something I would have worn on its own. Mm. No, I mean know? it's a sport yeah. band, but I mean I I, th- I, th- I think it looks good. We uh we did a style piece about um how to style the Apple Watch and Ooh. and kind of showed it um on both men and women and how you could kind of make it look good and and um because we only had the the male the forty two millimeter watch with like the this you know the the link band, we had to use you know the the sport band which we had to happen to have in white. And David, our fashion reporter, was able to to style it really well hmm. um and make it look really good 
So how would they do that? How would you do that? Like pick white accessories to go with it? Or, yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes because um, he actually did a really good job. Um, I think if I could get the same red that the streak in my hair has, like oh, it would probably would match it. But um, oh, completely. Yeah. Well, they just did announce a whole new line of a whole new color um, line for the, for the sport. So I don't know. Nice. Um, oh, one more thing. I still it, want the hot pink. You want <laughs> if hot pink? You when should such do that a thing and exists. get hot pink streak put in your hair. You should Dude, do that. Dude, no, yeah. and I have yeah. the the iPhone 5C that's the hot pink, so oh. I, I need it I need it to match. If the the sport band should match the iPhone 5C cuz those are both their like cheapish things. I think things. it's the same color. Yeah, cheapish. Nice. <laughs> so <laughs> cheapish. <laughs> I I do have to say this. Um, you know, I was really hoping it would charge super quickly. Um, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Like um, I was under. How long did I haven't? I haven't measured it exactly, but it's it's. I would say it's like comparable to getting your iPhone charged. I was I was hoping it would be something I could plop it on there. It would be charged in like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case. Also, um, guys, I am I am not fiddling with it a ton during the day. Um, I'm not, <laughs> and the the battery life on it sucks. It is yeah. is terrible. Like going to New oh, York. Oh, does it? Um, That's what I wanted to know. No, I, I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard that if you turn off some of the the, the haptic feedback stuff, that can that can improve things. Yeah. But isn't that the whole? But you point? want the haptic yeah, feedback. Like, well, I mean, I think I mean not not for everything, but for some of the stuff. Like what? Like what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I was just reading stuff. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't. Like I said, I don't. I don't Kinda have like how one. You turn off notifications for some apps, but then not. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. By the way, um, one does look really good now that I'm looking at a thing that none of our listeners can see. <laughs> but right? you will see it when you check the show notes and see how well David styled this app, the White Watch. Wow. Right? Yeah. I approve. What's wrong with yours, Bree? Get on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah seriously, Bree, look at I'll this. Right it looks I, I, I tend to wear you know, darker colors and let like the, the red of my hair be that and that's why i have like you know red beats headphones and like you know oh, red purses you're so like cool <laughs> you're so cool i am cool that's right Simone. don't cool. forget right. christina well, you need I, to I get will. this you need to get it so i can send don't you rub pictures it in. during the day <laughs> seriously i can't make it come any faster brie okay i mean I, I can't make it come any faster i it's not like i can call apple and be like oh hey by the way guys come on. send me my watch early it's not like that's gonna happen I wish it would. If anyone, I, me too. But that's not that. That doesn't. That's in not how shipping it works. at Apple. Some of the higher powers. Yeah, seriously. If anybody at Apple is listening, and you can maybe you know alter things. Right. No. Right. <laughs> this is right now. What's going to happen is good. Right now, 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 what's going to happen is that somehow it's going to ship early, and then people are going to go, "Oh, it's because she said so on her podcast." Right. Now, uh, don't tell no, to this. You're Christina no. Fracking Warren. Okay, <laughs> you're a tastemaker and an important woman, and you need an Apple Watch today. I do need That's an Apple right. Watch. Exactly. It's ridiculous that I don't have one. It's insane. Exactly. Not today. So... Yesterday. She needed it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. It's really a problem. But you know what I <laughs> So I have to ask about your piece. Um, you, you wrote a, a really good piece, like speculating that the the supply, the, the watch bands were probably the, the yes. limiting factor. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> think about, like my mind goes through the process of what it's like to like cast different metals and, and put all the sensors <laughs> in there. Versus like pour some rubber in a tray and make a yep. make a, 
a pen. Yeah. Like one seems like a, a complicated problem and one seems yep. like a, a less complicated problem. So no, it, it absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But no, I mean, but it, that seems to be kind of the case. And it's funny because I've, I've heard anecdotally since I wrote that piece from another, a number of other people who have kind of like placed additional orders to try to see can I get it mine earlier. And it does seem like the modern buckle, I don't know anybody who's actually received a 38 millimeter modern buckle. I haven't been able to find anybody who wasn't a celebrity wow. who had it like sent to them. I haven't seen any evidence of any of those on the internet yet so you can't even order the modern buckle because that, that's the size that comes in 38 millimeter you can't even order it standalone right now it's unavailable wow so um i, I feel pretty strongly that that is absolutely one of the hold-up points because you can get even even now i just tried i could place an order for an apple watch and i could get it would tell me a ship dates it, it predicts between june 2nd and june 15th if i order um the the stainless steel with the sport band okay um meanwhile for my watch which i ordered you know on on april 20th or whatever day it went on pre-order um, or a- april 7th i guess uh it, it basically says june hmm. and i don't have any more specific details so <laughs> i feel very strongly that it is the bands that are that are holding up at least some of the supply hmm. okay oh it looks so nice though gosh well, I'm sorry. For so you, know, you so, should you should have an Apple Watch. You're yeah, too good a person Apple watch. to not have it's one. True, it's true. It's yeah. true. And I you are going to get this band eventually. I, I am. So all right. Well, well, whenever it happens, let's move on. This week's episode of Rocket is also brought to you by Making Light. Yes. Uh, yes. Brianna's super excited about this. Christina, you sounded super excited just now. If that was your hiss yes. of yes, that so was not me. That was Brianna. That no, was, that was all Brianna. That was yeah. me. That so was this is going to be a commercial we bring in Frank for. So Frank. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm excited. Yes. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I've never spoken to Frank. Come on, Frank. I haven't even- <laughs> All right, Frank. Hey, so, so, okay. Hi, Frank. So. Uh, Maybe can't, can't hear me yet. But yeah, yeah. So Frank. We got those candles this we week. We got from these candles making light. Making light. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what did what did that candle I I let you smell? Okay. What did it okay. Sound okay. Like? So so there are candles in this world that smell like strawberries or care bears. <laughs> right. Or right. Baby right. unicorns. Right. These are not those. <laughs> these are manly candles. <laughs> no, 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 no. These are candles that that smell like okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> some people have words for smells and other people do not okay mm-hmm. there was yeah, one that yeah. smelled like lilac and that's fine if you like lilac it right, smelled very right. lilac yeah, and if you like yeah. lilac it's awesome right mm-hmm. and okay. then the other one smelled like I was driving a 1973 Chevy Camaro off a cliff into the flaming <laughs> mouth of a rhinoceros Yes, yes, that's that's what it smelled like. All right, thank you. For that it. is amazing. I appreciate it. Rocket, thanks you for your... Yes. Our guest star, Frank Wu. No, I have to say, you know, we have, we have a puppy right now. It's yeah. turned our house into a puppy toilet. Oh, oh. So, yes. So, okay. Yes. So you can right. have a house, if you have a puppy, you can have a house that smells like the inside of a puppy. <laughs> or you can get candles that smell like rainbows or you Mm -hmm. you can get candles that smell like the only thing powerful enough to overpower the puppy smell that's amazing that's the guy i'm married to by the way yeah Um, you you did good 
You did yeah, good. good. No, they're they're really fun candles. Like um the the guy was so nice and wrote me just the nicest letter talking about you know some of the work I do for women in tech mm-hmm. and you know it's it's a really good range of them. Like some of them are kind of more traditionally you know, mm-hmm. girly candles. Um and you know some of them like yeah. Frank really genuinely loved the way that they smelled. So I think it's a cool yeah. product. It's really cool. I. I, when I, I first heard about them, I was like, that's an interesting choice for a tech podcast. But what they propose is that, you know, c- th- this can be part of your ritual for getting focused on the yeah. work that you're doing. You know, you light a candle, you work for the duration of that. You, like, make that smell part of your working ritual. And I think that's really cool because we all do things like that. Like, I always have a hot drink when I'm working or else I can't focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. And, like, any kind of thing that adds to that is wonderful. So making light uh, will send you candles. It's a subscription service so you can get candles delivered to you and incorporate them into your life, uh, whether you're working on writing or um, video editing in my case. Um, and they are sustainable. They are green. They're clean. They're made by a small family in Indiana or a small business or a small Indiana family business. Oh, so many words. Uh, yeah, David and his wife, Toria, and three daughters, and they make candles together. And uh, every month you get them delivered, and uh, that's enough candles for 20 daily, like, two-hour rituals of focusing on the stuff that you need to get done. And that comes with two candles, a box of wooden matches, and a preview of the next month's featured fragrance. So, I mean, this is really cool to me. Like, candles in the grocery store, I'm always so tempted by them, but they're they're so expensive, and I don't really like, – really enjoy the smells and all that but then this is $24 a month free shipping anywhere in the US and they give you these great like family made candles so I think that that is an awesome deal yeah yeah and I I guess I'd say this like um you know someone that does development work Mm -hmm. um yeah it's not a joke like getting into your groove um we actually have have um what we call quiet hours at our office because yeah there's this analogy of like Someone will come in and and talk to you and say like, oh, I just need to talk to you for a minute. And (laughs) I I want you to think about like if you spent all day building a house of cards and someone comes in and says like, oh, I just need to talk to you for a minute. And then they knock over your entire house of cards (laughs) and walk away. And that's really what programming is like. So like having rituals like this to really get into your zone and get focused, like it's, I mean, there's science. This is like deep, uh, you know, it's your, your secondary nervous system. It's like you know, your body kind of getting your mind into the certain mm-hmm. zone. So I yeah. think that's fantastic. You can train yourself to like smell that smell and bring yourself yeah. back to that place of focus. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, if you're listening to this show, you can get $5 off your first order with the promo code ELOQUENCE. Ooh. So they've clearly been listening to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Especially last week's episode. So. La- was that my yeah. eloquent episode? Oh, no. Eloquent. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, yes, you can learn more about Making Light at makinglight.us. So, yeah, thank you guys for supporting our podcast. And I I want candles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get candles. <laughs> I want candles. I want, I want my house to not smell like the inside of a dog. But you guys know what it's like when you're – well, maybe – Simone, are you a dog person? You sound like I am a, a dog person. person, yeah. Okay, cool. So We're you know what? People. Great. That's great. We win. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of comment yeah. that makes cat people hate us. I know. It's <laughs> too bad. I know. I know. Uh, right, I love though. cat people. I love cat people. <laughs> My company is named Giant Space Cat. Um, 
No, I was like, you guys know what it's like when you're your house breaking a puppy and you have people over to your house and you're like, oh my god, are they going <laughs> to touch me? So, yeah. 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then you just have to pray that your puppy is cute enough to make up for it. Right, right, yeah. right. right. So should we get to dessert this week? And you guys, this is a really good dessert. Yeah. Is it? It is. So the new Joker picture. Oh We're God. talking about the oh new my God, Joker picture. Internet lost their mind. I lost my mind. I've, I still haven't found my mind after <laughs> seeing it. You know, I'm still not like I. I don't know. Jordan Catalano is the Joker. I still don't know you guys. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm torn on it. But, I am um, torn on it because, yeah, I. I guess <sighs> I saw it, and it's like, look, Heath Ledger was a nightmare version of the Joker, right? Like he's uh-huh. the best. It's going to be really tough to top that. But if you if you read a lot of Batman comics, like they are going in a more like cartoony like batman 66 like you know it's mm-hmm. it's an aesthetic that works and i i i i saw this and i liked it and i go oh that makes sense and then i'm reading people complaining about it on the internet <laughs> all week long and i i truly yeah. don't understand it yeah i don't understand I, I, some of the hate but i mean i don't know i mean i think the photo was great but it it does make me I don't know. It makes me curious about what his what his performance is going to be like. I don't know. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? I guess because I'm looking at it and it seems a lot more like the animated series or, you know, even even more, I guess, like some of the comics, which makes sense that it's much more of kind of that comic-y approach of madness versus what we saw with, with, with Heath Ledger or, 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 frankly, even what we saw with Jack Nicholson, yeah. which was uh, it was more geared towards the comics uh, and kind of that kind of mindset, but was, he was very much like a mob boss. Uh, Jack mm. Nicholson was, you know, who who kind of got deranged, and and then Heath Ledger was just pure evil and was fantastic. And this yeah. almost seems like this. I, I fear chaos. this might might ebb into caricature level, which can work, but can also not work. Like again, to, to bring up previous Batman films, like you look at um, when when um what's his face when uh um Two Face was was played uh, in Batman um forever by um uh, uh oh yeah yeah what's his um, name by by tommy lee jones <laughs> yeah. who's a fantastic actor i'm sorry so, i tommy- can't even remember oh yes. two-faced it wasn't Aaron Eckhart because so, so when you see reasons. tommy lee jones yeah, who right. is an amazing actor you know and and, uh-huh. and, and, and and like i mean like honestly like a no country for old men is one of the best movies of the last few years and he was great in the fugitive he's a great actor and but his performance there was just freaking i mean that whole movie was terrible mm-hmm. joel schumacher should be shot for that movie but yep. um you know but but it was so over the top and in in like cartoon villain that mm-hmm. it didn't work versus looking at at Aaron Eckhart it's you know portrayal of of, of Two-Face uh in in The Dark Knight which was much darker and, and much more ebbed in reality I guess I look at this and part of me does fear that we're going to be ebbing back into that Schumacher territory and 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 that to me is just the total wrong direction to go for any of this stuff so yeah. I guess that's my that's yeah. my that's my concern yeah the thing that that bothered me about it well first i thought it was a picture of marilyn manson and i was like Why yeah it kind of did look like twitter but then totally. with considering like the the superman movie oh gosh what was the name of it the one that man of steel man of steel with its super super blatant 9-11 imagery very much like hammering this message home and then the trailer for batman versus superman that just came out is very much like 
you you cannot miss the point by a mile like that he's talking about absolute power corrupts absolutely and everything and then this where the joker literally has damaged tattooed across his forehead and like (laughs) those things aren't necessarily all the art design is not done by the same person but it just seems so like there there is very little subtlety for me in the dc universe right now the the film universe And it just seems kind of like uh, they had fun designing the tattoos, but you made a Joker covered in laughs that has damage written across his forehead. And it's just very kind of it'll be interesting to see how it works on film in the story that that it is the con or that is the context for those tattoos. I think that's going to make or break it for me. I'm trying to be optimistic as usual, but it just is so it it reminds me of like a 14-year-old boy's original tattoo designs that he posted on DeviantArt. Yeah, no, I will totally tell you that having damaged like tattooed on your head, like if you're the Joker, like that seems and you're supposed to be like this kind of mastermind of kind of evil yeah. and stuff. It seems like on yeah. the nose a bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like that was yeah. the thing that pushed it over for me. Like I was like, I, it's the Joker. I know. You don't have to shout it in my face. I know. I guess I saw that. You know, it, guys, I'm completely willing to admit here that my lifelong love for Jordan Catalano might be like affecting my um. Ability I know who to doesn't think love Jordan right, Catalano. Right, well, I mean, well, know, not not right. not Simone because right. she was like right. one years old when that right. when that TV show came out. But right. but for the rest right. of us, right. For normal people. For normal um, people. Right. It, it affects you. But I guess I saw it and I, I felt like it had a um, a punk vibe a bit. Mm. You know, like, um, I don't think it's like super cartoony. I read that and like, you know, with his, his chest muscles being so well defined, he just seemed kind of like more physically dangerous because of that. Like, uh, I don't mm. know. Um, yeah, it, he it just looks like he could rip me. someone yeah. apart. Yeah, he looks like he, he would be very dangerous in a street fight. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm optimistic for reasons that don't make sense. Because so. <laughs> you like his hot body. Well, come on, come exactly. on, come on. Simone, have That's you ever true. seen my so-called life? No, I haven't. She's oh my you, god! Oh my god! You Fired. have it's only thirteen episodes. Just watch right. it now. Oh my just god! Watch it now. I'm sorry. It, it, it gave us Claire Danes. It gave us it gave us Jordan Catalano oh. and oh my god oh. and 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 Ricky gave us a first like gay teenager yep. like who was like out and like the uh, whole thing is just amazing. What about mm-hmm. Rayanne? I mean, well, I was going to say Rayanne. Yeah. Oh, and, and 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 Sharon too. I mean, the whole show is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> oh just god. watch it. Go god, we have deep go count. It, it, it has really eight point four stars on IMDb. It is. Uh, it's it is amazing. A classic. A I have a classic. my so-called life lunchbox yeah. on my dresser. You guys. Do you oh my really? gosh. Oh my gosh. I do because when the show first came out on DVD, the way it got out on DVD was that there was a fan campaign yeah. that actually worked for once, where we all put up money in advance and were able to basically subsidize um, getting the DVDs made. And what happened was that then BMG, who owned the rights at the time, then said, "Oh, there's actually fan interest in this. We'll actually release this on DVDs." And but those of us who'd bought it early. We're supposed to get some extra features and a lunchbox and some other things. Well, the company that was handling the delivery of the lunchboxes and stuff ended up being kind of fraudulent. And oh. so some people got charged multiple times. But this guy who worked at Shop – now works at Shop Factory. Maybe he did then. I can't recall. But the guy who was really kind of like took up for us, like literally like when this company was about to be impounded, like went and got lunchboxes oh out gosh. of like some storage things and shipped them out to the backers. And so I got it like two years after I'd backed this thing. Oh, my god! I didn't even – 
care whether I ever got it or not. I just, I was glad that the $150 I paid for the DVD box set was what helped get the show on yeah. DVD for the first time. And then it was subsequently released on DVD a second time uh, with, with, with more commentaries and, and with more features. But, um, and it's on Netflix and, and things like that. But it was one of those things where I was like, I was fine just subsidizing that. But then once oh, yeah. I finally got that, that, that lunchbox, like it's one mm-hmm. of those awesome, like fandom memorabilia items that I look at and I go, yeah, yeah. you know what? Sometimes fandom like actually can get done. That's really special. So uh, can, can I say, and, but you've got to watch this Simone. you really do okay this so is and you like, was on netflix is, i heard you say netflix is, just now so this is basically the ultimate girl drama but it's, in it's the, the 90s, ultimate like yeah and, and, and not only that yeah. but i mean it holds up like it's one oh, of the it ultimate really like coming does. of age like shows it will, it like, will tear your heart apart and it, it's okay amazing. But okay I, I guess sounds like is, a good time oh it's it's amazing <laughs> this is this is the other part of it like have you guys actually read much suicide squad mm-hmm I have no. not. So this is where I feel like maybe people are missing the criticism. So Suicide Squad is violent and campy and Harley mm-hmm. Quinn is probably the major character of the comic book. And yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to be like Batman forever. Like having read it, it's not going to be that version of comic book, but it will be violent and stylized and and playful in the the insanity but it's just like um like it's villains that are are just doing what villains do best and it's it's kind of glorious so i mean ask yourself this like how what kind of joker is really gonna work with the harley quinn in the cast right like you know there has to be like an energetic fun crazy dynamic between the two yeah. of them right so sort of like a bonnie and clyde kind of yeah exactly or a playfulness back and forth yeah. so i i just think that all right i i think that i i think it's worth giving the benefit of the doubt to you so far. you're warming so. me you're thawing my my cold <laughs> reserve right, <laughs> towards right, the joker yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna read the i'm gonna read some of the books and and hopefully that'll that'll change my perspective. I just I can't help but anytime I I, I see like anything getting into Schumacher territory, oh. I, I I just get I get scared, <laughs> guys. I get scared. It's understandable. Well, You've been through a lot. Right. I have been through a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm not joking when I say he should be shot. I'm not saying with an actual gun, maybe just a BB gun or a pellet gun or something. <laughs> but he should my have some angry shot at shot for those yeah. movies. Yeah, I have All a right. Katniss bow, but it's Nerf. We could we could use that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Joel yeah. Schumacher, like he like yeah no. All right. It's one of those things. He's dead to me forever because of those films. Really, right, I feel I, sorry for him to not know you. I, I feel like with Batman Forever, I was like, oh, this isn't great. But I'm but at, at least, least we got the, the at least, joke. But, right. but at least we yeah. got the Seal song, right? At least right. we got, yeah. oh, at least we got yeah. you know, yeah. at least we got that. Um, but, but then, then Batman Rose. and Robin. Oh, my God. We can't even. I mean, I mean Clooney has been the best sport about that because he knows he was in a terrible movie Bless and he like heart. takes responsibility for killing it and let's be honest it was not his fault nope. he probably no, could no. have been the best bruce wayne ever like because he basically is bruce wayne <laughs> like be, now he's he's settled down but you know what i mean like he's yeah yeah he's the coolest guy in the entire world and and he took responsibility when he didn't have to but that whole thing was just i mean i remember seeing that in the theater and going <laughs> what in the hell have you done and then i remember also looking at alicia silverstone and going 
oh, Alicia, this was not the time for you to be in this outfit. Um, Your body is going through changes, which is natural when your hormones are going through things, but you're going through your freshman 15 period right now and you do not need to be in this sort of spandex. And that's not body shaming. That's just being honest and saying, there are some times when I've like looked certain ways where I'm like, I would not want to be in a bodysuit right now. I would not want to be in a rubber suit. (laughs) And that was one of those times for her. And I went, oh, honey, no, 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 no. I even Uma Thurman, who is awesome. I love her. And she had that like over the the top campiness with Poison Ivy, but it's just. Yeah, it did not work. Oh, it didn't work with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Now that I've fallen into Googling this, we should probably wrap it up. Okay, (laughs) sorry. I don't want to be Googling Batman and Robin. Yeah. All right. No, you don't. Christine, try watching one episode, just the pilot episode. The pilot, which I've linked to you in the chat. Christina has already linked it to me. Thank you, Christina. It's actually not on Netflix. It's on Hulu. Hulu now has exclusive rights, but it's on Hulu. It's fantastic. Watch it. Enjoy the music. The pilot is amazing. It's It's just okay. It it debuted twenty years ago, back in September, so it's it's old, but it still holds up. It's genuinely one of the best television shows of the last like you know like thirty years. All right, thank you so much. (laughs) And Christina, you're welcome. Christina, what are you doing this week besides rewatching all of this show? Um, right. So actually, this is funny. Um, on my other podcast, Overtired, yes. that I do with my friend Brett Terpstra, yeah. you guys will appreciate this. Remember a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, I guess a cl- couple months ago now, I talked about um, that Kickstarter I backed, which was uh, Matt and Vivian, the comedians who were opening the yes. Uh, yes. Nancy Kerrigan uh, Tanya Harding Museum in their apartments. Yeah. Well, they've done it. They have actually opened up the apartment. Oh. Uh, the New York Post has called them terrible. Keith Olbermann called them the worst people in the world, <gasps> which, of course, they're loving. Um, and they are coming on Overtired tomorrow. <gasps> they are actually, I'm going to meet them in person. So uh, everybody, if you don't listen to my other podcast, Overtired, just for this one episode, A, you should because it's good. B, this I, I'm really looking forward to uh, talking about this with them. And I think that Brett's going to be very confused and very like not sure what's happening, <laughs> oh my which gosh. to me I think will be even more amazing. This is why so, I don't understand. Why would you not have invited them on Rocket? Because I feel like everyone here could have appreciated that. Oh, we totally could have. And that was my initial thought. I was like, I was like, oh, we should be on Rocket. But I, I didn't know at the time we record and, and, and everything else going on. I don't know. But if, if it goes well, we'll have right. them on Rocket. Oh, Once we settle yeah. down. Will yeah, we're going to. Well, that was the thing too. Uh, the Tony Harding, when, when I scheduled this with them, I didn't know like what our schedule was for recording stuff. Yeah, so it was, but but no, but you're you're right. This is probably more of a rocket guest than the new. Well, I don't guest, know. But seeing, we'll do a test run. Sing Terpstra. <laughs> Will be pretty that, great. That, that will be no. I told him he had yeah. to watch the thirty for thirty on on Tanya and Nancy. Um, I don't know if he's going to take up my advice oh my on God. it or not, but I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty good. So, and they are in New York, so I mean, there's there's there, there's ample opportunities, I think, for us to uh, to at least talk to these guys. I so can't that's wait what I'm to doing. listen to that, though. MB. That's going to be amazing. All right, Brianna, what are you up to this week? Okay, so do you finally get to rest? Are you going to sleep? I do. Are you going to sleep? I, what? Um, my assistant is going on maternity leave, and so I don't lose my mind while she's gone. She kind of cleared my schedule for the next month. Oh, so nice. I will be in the office developing, not doing interviews, um, working on my book proposal, and getting Rev60 PC out the door. So nice. um, I am doing nothing, and it is glorious. So uh, looking forward to that. Also, uh, I got a Super Nintendo. 
Um, I finally, oh, yeah. I, I finally and you got a bunch of games for this. it, right? I did. You have to so play Earthbound. I am going to play Earthbound. The greatest RPG in modern history. Got that. I'm actually going to get one of the um, hacked translated ROMs for Sailor Moon, another story, uh, nice. which is one of the greatest RPGs ever made. So yeah, um, uh, Legend of Gaia, it's yep. an action RPG, but that's a really good one. I haven't played um, it, but I'm going to. I, I plan it's a good to, one. I am, I'm kind of just burnt out on hyper polygonal, slickly produced, like, modern games i kind of want to just take a break and keep it retro for a while exactly so play star fox star fox exactly so that's what i'm doing nothing that's the best thing yeah super metroid classic gonna have so much fun all right i'm literally just marathoning hunter hunter for the rest of the week i i'm i'm back in the it's an anime that I've been watching. It's a shonen show that came out. Uh, it started in 2011, and there are 148 episodes of it. And it may be one of the best shows that I have ever seen. Like, I fell hard for it uh, over the past couple weeks. Um, I'm on episode 78 now, and I, I've literally just been blasting through it to the detriment of my social life. And I don't even care. But, yeah, it's about a young boy who's, like becoming a hunter and looking for his father and then it's about a million other things besides so yep look out for pained crying tweets from me in the future <laughs> we have, and, we've got to have more shows where you and i geek out on anime dude we it'll happen have we it have the rest of our happen. lives to that's do that that's true that's true for 20 yeah. years when we're still doing rocket absolutely so, yeah brianna where can we find you online space cat gal uh on the twitter machine though you yeah. guys will notice i'm posting a lot less lately yeah. so don't contact brianna on the twitter machine no, just I'll, listen I'll to not. brianna on the twitter I, machine. I read everything um but i'm responding less to get to a better place so you, are, you should read yeah. everything either uh okay let me qualify that i read everything <laughs> after my twitter line has been timeline has been cleansed by top professionals in the field so okay okay good, good, all right good. christina where can we find you online i am a film underscore girl on the twitters and you can find my work at mashable.com slash people slash christina christina Very i have cool. to say i read your twitter today after the microsoft <laughs> event don't read any articles about it just go read <laughs> christina's timeline i yeah. mold it was great it was great <laughs> Oh, I'll have to go back and do that. Uh, yeah. Witness you suffering through three hours of build in real time. <laughs> in real time, you guys. In yeah. real time. I mean, look, they had some good stuff, but it was at a certain point I was like, I really have to pee. Can you just <laughs> move this along? <laughs> That's usually me at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you can find me on the Twitters at DoomQuasar and at Pixelkin.org. Uh, we're out of here. Peaches. Yay. <laughs> Bye.